0: Hello everyone, this is Mark Thompson and the Chief Executive Podcast. You know, I'm a CEO coach, I help people get ready for the big chair and I travel the world helping coach leaders who are having a huge impact on the world. One of those people who's convened perhaps one of the most high impact conferences on the planet, is Dr. Klaus Schwab, who in 1970 started something called the World Economic Forum, which looks to many today like something out of a James Bond movie in the sense of a bunker built into the hills of the Swiss Alps, where in Davos and Klosters, in the middle of the snow, 3,000 of the world's most powerful leaders of countries, billionaires and high-impact executives, families and humanitarians and artists gather to talk about how to have the best impact on changing the world for the better. I visited with Klaus because I've been a longtime member and participant at the World Economic Forum, and that's actually where I wrote my first two books, visiting with some of the most powerful and the most high-impact people in the world. Listen to how Klaus talks about his adventure in starting the World Economic Forum, a very positive step, I think, in bringing the world together.
1: We are living in a, in a time of uh, change, and the change is accelerating. So as a leader, you have to show an utmost degree of flexibility. On the other hand, this flexibility has to be incorporated into a framework. And in my opinion, there are two basic elements for this framework. First, values, because people, uh, if you demand from them to change at any time, they have to have something they can rely on. They have to know that your values do not change, that you pursue the same values. And second, uh, with all the change, you have to have a direction. And the direction is given by your vision. So, flexibility, values, and vision. The last 30 years have
0: been some of the most dramatic as far as in the evolution of uh, society and business in the world, with more and more interconnection, has the leadership role or the skills for leadership changed over the last 30 years, or have they been rather constant?
1: I think the leadership role, as such, has not very much uh, changed, but the demands on leaders have changed because we have in, we have brought in a new degree or new degrees of um, complexity. First, uh, we have to work in a in a global context, um, and second, um, the world uh, has become much more multidimensional. Uh, if I if I think back uh, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, it was a relatively easy world. We had the East West conflict, we had the North South conflict, we had trade issues, and we have mo- we had monetary issues. Today, as a leader, I think you need. Physically already much more stamina, and that may be one of the reasons that we have such a fast turnover of leaders. The, the burnout rate uh, is, uh, is higher, and, and, and uh, if, I, if, if I think of myself, um, uh, 20 years ago I made uh, possibly six, seven overseas trips a year, now I'm doing nearly 20. Uh, so uh, stamina is one thing, but I feel um, you, you have to have uh, the discipline and also the curiosities. The curiosity is very important uh, to spend enough time to follow all those issues which somewhere are at the fringes of your uh, focus. But those factors at the fringes may suddenly become a major determining factor for what you are doing. First, we have to look at the criteria, and I come back uh, to my definition, values and vision. And here I would say most outstanding leaders who are worldwide known, so have been many leaders, maybe not of uh, such a high um, degree of uh, reconnaissance of recognition. But um, Nelson Mandela and Lee Kuan Yew, I think, are uh, two, for me, two of those outstanding leaders because they combine vision and values. We may not always be in agreement with their values, but they have steady values. What was the inspiration for
0: you to begin the World Economic Forum?
1: I had um, a very traditional uh, education in Europe, and then I uh, came to Cambridge, Massachusetts, to to follow actually see uh, Harvard uh, Business School. But at that time, uh, I met a lot of people uh, like um, Henry Kissinger, uh, Reichauer and so on at what was called the Litauer Center, and now has become the Kennedy School. And I think this. Uh, created a high curiosity. But there is a second, maybe even more important reason. I'm, I grew up during the war in Germany and since my parents have Swiss origin I was one of the very few people who could at any time cross together with my parents as a very small child, six years old, who could cross as a border between Switzerland and Germany. So there was one country in peace, one country in war. And that had a tremendous impact on me. And um, I was, uh, during my uh, school time and university time, I was very much involved in efforts to create bridges. Bridges, for example, between Germany and France. Um, I, um, uh, I I tried to become at that time a true European, and today I I, I feel I'm a true uh, global person.
0: Looking back, what are some of the high points? Do any particular moments come to mind for you?
1: I feel uh, there are two moments which uh, stick up uh, particularly. One was in eighty nine. Uh, when actually before the fall of the wall, we had invited all European prime ministers and uh, heads of states from the East and the West, and all those from Eastern Europe came. So we had one session and uh, uh, one event with 17 uh, European prime ministers and uh, head of states, and I was looking at this group and I suddenly feel felt the war will come down and Europe will be um, united and we will not have any more this uh, um, division into East and West. The second big event was in 94-95. We played uh, a certain role in the Israeli-Palestinian negotiation. There was a moment in Davos when uh, Shimon Peres and um, at that time um, Prime Minister and Arafat negotiated and it was nearly breaking down and suddenly they came in and Paris was taking Arafat at its hand and leading him up to the stage. Pity that things have changed in the meantime but I felt at that time that's a great moment. I may add one when we had uh, Nelson Mandela and Clerk, who was the uh, President of South Africa at that time, and Nelson Mandela came just after he was released from prison. And the two made the first joint address to the world.
0: Thanks for listening to the Chief Executive Podcast. I'm Mark Thompson. And please don't forget to like and subscribe for more episodes every week.